Clock Around the Block, where today, Gen Zers want to free the world from email. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, it is a sunny day today, hot and humid. <laughs> Am I sounding like a broken record yet? <laughs> I do appreciate the sun, although it did pour rain the other day, which I was also pretty happy about since we've reached the stage in our lives where we complain about our lawn drying out. Um, I forced myself to spend 30 consecutive minutes outside yesterday. That feels worthy of an announcement. (laughs) I had to run to the grocery store, which is practically right next to the park I like to go to. So I was like, I guess I could walk a short little loop on my way to the store before it gets too hot. It was like 11 a.m. and I said to my husband, okay, you know, how bad is it out there? He looks at his phone and he's like 88. I was like, okay, 88, that's not too bad. And I kind of perk up and then there's this pause and he goes, feels like 96. (laughs) I'm like, uh, (laughs) I did it though. I stayed on the side with the shade. I was out there a half an hour and then I got right back in the car and started blasting the air conditioner, which, you know, feels like a furnace for the first five minutes, but you have to try. It was good to be outside. I will say that, but probably not as good as it felt after I finally took a shower after sweating all day. (laughs) Uh, actual breaking news. Drum roll, we bought a car. I mean, I can hardly even believe it either. My husband's like, finally, I can close all the tabs on my phone. So I will say we did have an advantage. There is this, I guess you would call it like a friends and family program through my dad's old work, which helps narrow down what we were looking at. But the problem we kept running into was inventory. I... I'm pretty like well-versed in news, like current events, things like that. But I did not really realize until a couple months ago that there is a big demand for slash shortage of cars right now, like new cars, used cars, all cars. I guess I kind of got the demand part on some level, but specifically there's a big microchip shortage, which has caused a real issue in the market. It's a whole thing. It's like this terrible time to buy a car. So of course we want to buy a car. We went uh, we went to this one dealership twice and did not really have the best experience either time. So we were like, that's a no-go. But we called around and looked online and on and on. I mean, this one guy we talked to was so great, so easy to deal with. But he was like, we barely have anything right now. So then we were like, you know, how far is too far to drive? Should we just get a different car? Should we try to wait? Everything kind of kept pointing back to the dealership we had gone to as the best option. So so then we tried a different strategy. I was like, let's just call first. So we call and talk to one person, and it seems okay. She's like, this person so-and-so can help you. So we were going to go over, um, and then we get there, and we were like, we, we like didn't know if we wanted to go in after all, and they were about to close soon anyway. So I was like, let's just call this person instead. We literally <laughs> sat in our car at the dealership <laughs> and called the dealership. <laughs> and you know what? It was great because for one thing, it was a young woman who was fantastic, and we got to ask all our questions without being trapped in a glass room. Then she just texted us everything else, and we went in and came home with the car the same night. 
I mean, we were still there like two and a half hours and there was a little hiccup or two, but it all worked out and it's great. I feel like literally the best thing about having a new car, I mean, there are a few things, but is that the inside of the car doesn't look like the inside of my bag yet. We'll see how long that lasts. Okay, so I read this article, I think last week, that made me laugh a little, but I also think it was highly relatable. It's from the New York Times. I'll link to it. The headline is, could Gen Z free the world from email? Which probably, the answer is probably no, but that gives you the gist of the article, that Generation Z hates email. I'm not sure anyone else really loves email, but you know, uh, I think the article kind of stemmed from the idea of pandemic-related burnout, but the crux of it is that email stresses people out. One person called it an eternal chore. Uh, Another person said, after the email is sent, I have to think hard about where I was and what I was doing. It's the digital equivalent of walking into a room only to forget why you went there. (laughs) That's a great point. I feel like that can be totally true. I mean, by the way, it also doesn't help that every company sends out two to three marketing emails a day, which is like absurd. I'm like, can you just email me when you have a coupon or major sale for me? (laughs) Thank you. Anyways, so they talked to this one guy who made another great point. He said, I think a lot of people find it easier and more convenient to send a text than compose an email, in part because it's less formal to type on a phone keyboard than a computer keyboard. I mean, that is absolutely true. I won't write emails on my phone. I mean, rarely, even if it is a very short email. It just feels weird to me. I have to pull out the laptop. So so of course the question comes up, if you don't want to use email, I mean, you have to use something, I guess. Uh, the natural thing that a lot of people use is text. But but here's the thing with texting, which also came up in the article. Obviously, the tone can be different, but a lot of times there is an implied urgency with texting. People expect to reply like right away. And then when you reply, they reply back. <laughs> That's the good thing about email. Usually you get a little time to reply. I feel like there is a very short window with texting, and it is usually one I miss. I'm always like, shoot, I forgot to text so-and-so back, and my husband's like, it's shut. The window's shut. Time to move on. I'm like, really? I feel like I should reply. He's like, they know the window's shut too. Everybody knows. (laughs) Better luck next time. Sometimes I ignore him and I open the window back up and sometimes it is awkward. I mean, that's the thing. I have to text back basically when I see it or I do forget a lot. But you know, what if I'm driving or talking to someone? Like even if you reply right then, like you pull into the Target parking lot and send it off before you go inside, then what if they reply right back? I mean, you were clearly on your phone. I feel like once you reply, it's fair game that people will expect a subsequent reply. It's like a whole thing. I always say that I need to set certain times every day, like at lunch and after dinner or something, where I just text back everyone I haven't texted back yet that day, but but I always forget. <laughs> you know, while we're on the topic, we talk about this all the time. I feel like generally, for me, There is like a window from 10 p.m. to like 8 a.m. where I will not text people, like non-family members. I mean, there are exceptions, of course. Like if I know someone well, if I know their schedule, if it's urgent, whatever. Sometimes I even move that to like 9 p.m., depending on the person. I will email people anytime, but as a general guideline, I won't text from like 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. 
This plays into it too for me because all the time I think about texting someone at like 10, 15 p.m. and I think it's too late. I'll do it tomorrow. And then the window shuts before I even realize it. (laughs) I get the sense that I think about that more than a lot of people do though. Also, I feel like people get more annoyed by texts at night than early in the morning. Not me. I'm always talking to my husband about this. I could go on about this for days. (laughs) Maybe someday I will. In summary, it's probably fair to say I spend more time thinking about texting than actually texting. And if I flipped those, I would probably solve at least some of it. But, you know. So back to the article, it kind of makes the case that it's good to compartmentalize. Like if you're texting or emailing for everything, then you never feel like you have a break from anything. I feel like that's true. We use Slack at my old job, which I liked a lot for certain things. And I think GroupMe is good for big group texts. And I usually use Marco Polo now for my family at least. But of course, you know, that doesn't resolve everything. There are over 900 comments on the story. So clearly it struck a nerve. Why don't you text me your thoughts? Or let's send out an email to the group. (laughs) I think I'm so funny. All right, that's it for today's Walk Around the Block. Follow the podcast on Instagram at WalkTheBlockPod. Subscribe or follow on Stitcher or Apple or Google Podcasts and leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you to all who have left reviews already and I will see you next week.